Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Healing School. Praise God, Healing School is the place where people come to hear and to be healed. What an exciting day to be alive. Folks, today is your day. You say, well, I sure don't feel like it. Well, it don't have anything to do with a feeling. It has everything to do with a decision. You can decide and make it your day if you really want to. Are you listening to me? So then faith cometh by hearing. The faith that you need to make it your day is in your mouth. The Bible says you can have what you what? What you say. What you what? What you say. But now, if you're talking doom and gloom, and oh, it's so bad, and, 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 and I just can't, I can't make it, that's what's going to happen. But that don't have to happen. Never. Are you listening to me? And that never have to happen. What do we say leaving every broadcast? Remember what? Something good is happening for you. Something what? Something good is happening for you. So right here in this healing school today, Jesus is ready. Did y'all know he show up at all the classes? Yes, he does. He's ready to meet you at your point of your need right now. So reach out to him. As you hear and be healed today, you're going to see some things you never saw before. You're going to hear some things like you never heard it before. Helen and I believe you're going to hear what you need to hear for you today. Amen? Good morning, Prophet. Good morning, uh, Apostle, and everyone joining us this morning. We're so happy that you're here with us. Amen. We are talking about becoming skillful in the things of God. Becoming skillful in the things of God. And this is part one. So you know we won't finish it today. This is only part one. Okay? So grab pen and paper or whatever device that you will be using and get ready to be blessed today. Okay, prophet. Amen. So our first scripture this morning is coming from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 in the King James. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now let's pause there for a second. I want you to pay attention to words here. I want you to hang on this today because you're going to see this in a different light. I'm sure many of you have read the scripture before, but you're going to see it in a different light. Are you ready? Look what he said. I beseech thee, you, therefore brothers, means sisters too. By the what? By the mercies of God. That, that ye mean you, you present 
your bodies, pay attention to the words here, a living sacrifice. Now, one of the ways I want to show this to you is in, in, the, in the Old Testament or the Old Covenant, they did many sacrifices. They sacrificed animals. The priest had to go into the holies of holies once a year to sacrifice an animal, get the blood from an animal for his sins in the people. Okay? Now, they had to kill an animal. Stay with me. But look at this scripture here. I perceive you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you, that you present your body a what? A living sacrifice. Because, see, if it's not living, what is it? It's dead. God don't want you dead. He wants you alive. So he said, look, now you present your bodies to me. Alive living sacrifice. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. Did you know cancer is trying to kill you? Cancer is trying to get you to present your body dead. Not living, but dead. Stay with me. If it's not living, it's dead. But God didn't send Jesus To make sure you die, he sent Jesus to make sure you live. Hmm. Are you following me here? This is the reason why St. John chapter 10 in verse 10 says, the thief, or we could say the devil, that's who the thief is. What does he come for? To rob, steal, here it is, kill and destroy. What did Jesus say? But I have come, but I have come that you may have what? Life, that you may have what? Life, not death, life, and have it in abundance. The Amplified Classic says, have it to the full, enjoy life to the full, excuse me, enjoy life to the full until it runs over. Wow. He wants you to have life. He wants you to live out your whole entire lifespan. And that's long life. Songs 91 and verse 16. He promised you long life. Now listen. Uh, Prophet, can you go to a scripture for me? Yes. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 21, I believe it is in verse 22. First Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 21 and 20, 22 in the King James Version. Okay. Now I want you all to pay attention to words and write this scripture down. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. Uh-huh. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Verse 22, whether Paul 
or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come. All are yours. Now, we want you to pay attention to that. How many things are yours? All. All. Everything is yours because you are heir and joint heir with God, or with Jesus, rather. Everything that God gave Jesus, he gave it to you. You are heir of everything that God gave Jesus. That's why he says yours. Can you see that? Yes. Now, notice something here. Focus your attention on verse 22. Read verse 22 again, and I'm going to stop you in there. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Life is yours. That's why he said that death in life, Proverbs 18, 21, death in life is in the power of your what? Your tongue. He gave it to you. Life is yours. But now, notice in 22, he said even death. Why did he say that? Are you ready for this? The days of Satan just snatching you off of the face of the earth whenever he get ready is over. Amen. He said, death is yours. That means you have a say so. And when you leave here, Satan just can't take you whenever he feel like it. My Cancer God. can't take you whenever it feel like it. Diabetes can't just take you over because it wants to. No. In every other sickness and disease I didn't name. Are you listening to me here? Yes. We are talking about becoming skillful in the things of God. Amen. All right, prophet. Praise God. Our next scripture reference is Acts chapter 1, verse 8 in the King James. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come up on you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now notice that word. Receive what? Power. You shall receive power when? After the Holy Spirit come upon you. Now listen, again, we're talking about becoming skillful in the things of God. Now, you must understand something here. The anointing of God is the power of God. What is it? It is the power it's of the God. the power of God. Now, if you are going to 
flow in this power of God, you must become scalable because you can't have power and you can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I know what to do with it. Now, this, this power, this unearthing, because the scriptures say, and it shall come to pass in that day. In what day? Mm -hmm. When Jesus is going back to heaven and sitting on the right-hand side of the Father. That's where he is now. Mm -hmm. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken off of your shoulders and the yoke from off of your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing, of the anointed one. Are you listening to me? Amen. So what is the learning of God? It's the burden removing. Or we can say it this way. Whatever your sickness is today, whatever the doctors have diagnosed you with, it could even be sinus. That's a burden to you. Amen. It's a yoke to you. And look at what he said. The yoke shall be what? Destroyed. Destroyed. Mm -hmm. It's not God's will that you have that not one more day. Well, how you know that, Brother Elder? Listen to me. One of my favorite scriptures, I think every scripture is my favorite scripture. <laughs> Praise God. But listen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is. Now faith is. Not tomorrow. Not one of these old days is going to be. Not, well, in God's own time. Not, well, you know, when, when God get ready, when God get ready to heal me, I'll be healed. That is not true. Are you listening to me? Amen. When Jesus died for you, you, you born, are you born again? Well, when Jesus died for you, that's when you got healed. It came in the package of salvation. It came in the package of righteousness. He put you back in right standing with God because Mr. Adam had taken you out and the devil became our illegitimate daddy. Somebody said, well, we're all children of God. No, we're not. If you're not born again, you're not a, a son or daughter of God. Mm. What does that mean? You're over there on the devil's turf mm. and the devil do have authority on his own turf. Are you listening to me? Amen. But we've got good news for you today. Listen to me. What are we talking about here? Becoming scaleful in the things of God. Psalms 107 and verse 20 says, he sent his word. He sent his word and healed you and delivered you from some destructions. That's not what it said. He said from all. From all. All. Whatever that thing is going on in your body today, listen to me, pay attention to words. We are here this morning to announce it's over by the authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive your healing right now. Come on, prophet. The anointing of God is the power of God. And when you have God's power, you must demonstrate skill in order to handle God's power. 
the greater flow of that power, the greater the skill is required. The greater the what? The greater the, the flow. Yes, the greater the flow of that power, the greater the skill is required. Let, let, let's look at it this way. Let's look at an airplane pilot. They don't, they don't learn flying jets. That's not what they teach them at. They don't, they don't start them off with a jet. Why? That's too much power. They can't handle that. But now listen, the Bible says the measure of faith is given to every man. That's every born again person, male and female. We all start at a measure. Here's the point. You don't have to stay at a measure. Are you listening to me? You can develop your faith. Again, we're talking about becoming skillful in the things of God. See, when you, when you start developing these things, you are growing. You are getting more efficient at it. You're getting better and better and better. You're not where you started. Are you listening to me? You are not where you started. Now, the day that you received Jesus as Savior and Lord, watch this here. He didn't just take your sins away. That's not all he did. He took that sickness away too. And if you read Colossians chapter 2 and verse 15, it lets you know he nailed it to his cross. He dominated sin, sickness, disease. He dominated it. And it is still dominated today. But now watch this here. Write this down. Hosea chapter 4 in verse 6 says, my people or perish, or destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge, Knowledge, because they don't know. Because what? Because they don't know. Well, if you don't know something, how are you going to be skillful in it? Hmm. Are you listening to me? Yes. God wants you skillful in what he has given you. He wants you to know. Mm -hmm. And listen, don't stay at well, I have this information. No. Go, move on to revelation knowledge. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Becoming skillful in the things of God. Okay? Praise the Lord. Our next scripture is coming from 2 Kings chapter 2. Verses 5 through 15. And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. But hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, 
for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And thy two, and they too went on. Fifty men of the sons of prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote in the waters. And they were divided hither and thither so that they too went over on dry ground. Look at there. And it came to pass uh -huh. when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Now we see, you know, this is something special here. And we must pay attention to the words. Yes. It was not hard for God, but it was hard for Elijah in his mind and in his flesh. It has everything to do with how you think and how you discipline your mind and your body. Verse 11. You, go ahead. We could stop it right there. Okay. Now, watch this here. It has everything to do with what? It has how everything you, to do with how you think and how you discipline your own mind and your body. See, it has everything to do with how you think and have you presented your body a living sacrifice. Okay? It has everything to do with that. that again, that's why Romans chapter 12 and verse uh, 1 tell you, I beseech you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you, that you, not God, you present your body a living sacrifice. See, that that living is again. He don't want it dead. He wants you alive. Mm -hmm. He put you on this earth. There is work to do. You have an assignment. Did you know that? Yes. Yes, you do. You have an assignment. Everybody on the face of this earth came with an assignment. Are you hearing me? Now, so you present your body a living sacrifice. Now, uh, 
follow me here, prophet. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, and we're going to look at this in different versions, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I trust that you are writing these scriptures down. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26 and 27 in the King James Version first. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26 and 27 in the King James reads, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. That's 1 Corinthians 9, 26 and 27. Now, watch this here. He mentioned the word I, didn't he? Yes. And he also mentioned the word body. Yes. Now, there is a difference between I and body. Mm -hmm. Your body, dear brothers and sisters, is not the real you. Okay. But I is. I is the real you. I is your spirit. It's the real you. The scriptures say, for now we know. We're sure about this. We know. Okay. That God is a spirit. And you and I that worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. So if God is a spirit and he made us in his own image and after his own likeness, would that make us spirit? spirit? So the real you is your spirit. Your body is not the real you. He said, I keep under my body. I keep my body. Can we go further here? Yes. Let's go deeper. Look at it in the Amplified Classic. Same scripture. In the Amplified Classic. In the uh -huh. Amplified Classic, it says, Therefore, I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary, verse 27. But like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. I Look discipline it. I discipline it by hardship and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit and not stand the test, be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. Now, here's what I want you to see. He's not saying he abused his body. That's not what he's saying. But he is saying, if you remember from last week, take authority over your body, right? Yes. Take authority over it. Make it your slave. 
become the boss of your body. Until you become the boss of that body, sickness and disease will keep dominating you. They'll just keep snatching you. Come here. That's not supposed to be. Can we read that again before we move on? You want it in the Amplified? Amplified Classic, yes. Therefore, I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary. What is he talking about? You ever saw, you ever been watching TV or saw a boxer training? And they get out there early in the morning and they're running and they're swinging at the wind. It's like if they got somebody in front of them, they're fighting. They're training. Right. This right. is what he's saying. He said, I don't do that. Uh-uh. Okay. Now watch this here. Keep going. Verse 27. But like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly, discipline it by hardships and subdue it. For fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test, be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. He's saying, I make my body, look, notice that I again, the I is the real him. Amen. I make my body do what I want it to do. Jesus said, by his stripes, you were healed. What did he do? He put back the authority in your hand. Where it belonged, you make the decision what happened with your body. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Yes. Jesus said you're healed. You can say you're healed. Because now you know you have to make that body do what you want it to do. That's why he said, present it to him. Yes. He is the anointed one. He have come with his anointing. The anointing removed the burden to destroy the yoke. The anointing give you the power to make those decisions. Yes. And they work. Now watch this here. Same scripture. Let's NLT. look at it in, in the uh, CEV. NLT. I'm you sorry? Want you want the CEV? Yeah, CEV first. Okay. In the CEV, it says, I don't run without a goal. And I don't box by beating my fist in the air. I keep my body under control and make it my slave. I make it my so what? I, my slave. Come on. So I won't so I won't lose out after telling the good news to others. Notice we are talking about becoming skillful in the things of God. You can make your body do what you want it to do. Speak to that body in the name of Jesus. No, no, I'm healed by the authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you following me here? Yes. 
you can make your body do what you want it to do. Make your body your slave. Are you following me here? Absolutely. Let's look at it in the TLB. NLT, in the NLT. In the NLT? Yes. In the NLT, it says, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do whatever it should. Hmm. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might become disqualified. Look at that. You can look. When he said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, that you present your body. What is he saying to do? Make it your slave. You make that body do what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. The scripture says, Jesus say, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give it you, but as I give it you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Pay attention to words. Don't you let it. He's telling you, don't let your heart be troubled. Listen, he's talking to you. Your heart can't be troubled if you are not giving it permission to be troubled. If you are dominating. Do you see what I'm saying to you? Yes. You are the one. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. No, you're not. He's waiting on you. He done did it already. Let's look at it uh, in the message. Praise God. We'll get back to the apostle in a second. In the message Bible. In the message, it says this. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. <laughs> I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself. Look at there. Isn't that something? Absolutely. What do you say about it, Prophet? Well, you know, what I'm picking up on all of this is, you know, especially where he brings out um, in the Amplified, I'll go back to it. He said in verse 27, but like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. I discipline it by hardship. I should do it, subdue it. He's saying that, you know, like you brought out, I like you, the way you brought out, when we look at a boxer early in the morning in training, they're out running around, jumping around, striking. In that first verse there too, in 26, it says striking at the wind with no adversary. That's the way a boxer 
trains. He said, but I don't train like that. I don't strike at the wind. I strike at my body. And so that to me was, is the key to everything he's saying. I make my body, in other words, my body is the adversary. My body is the thing I'm after getting under control and I'm disciplining my body. So we're talking about being skillful, learning to be skillful in the things of God. Yeah. The main thing is if we do not control our bodies, our bodies will control us. That's right. If we don't make our bodies do what it needs to do, we will never become skillful in the things of God because we will be body led and not spirit led. That's and right. so he's saying, unlike, unlike the boxer, I don't strike at the wind. I don't strike out with no adversary. He said, I discipline my body. I, I, I box. You see, I, I handle my body roughly. I discipline my body by hardship. And so I subdue my body for fear that after proclaiming, and this is what we know too. He said, for fear after proclaiming to others, I myself should become unfit. So mm -hmm. oftentimes we see that in the ministry, you know, and people tend to look at it and judge it the wrong way. For example, you know, we're teaching healing. We're always talking about healing every Saturday morning. The main thing Satan wants to do to Apostle Larry and Prophet Helen is put sickness upon our bodies to make us, this is what he's talking about right here. For after proclaiming healing to you, we become unfit to stand in that same thing that we're teaching you. There you, you see go. it? Yes. So we have to bring our bodies under the same type of subjection. We have to do the same thing that we're saying to you. We have to handle our own bodies. We have to become, you know, uh, the examples, perfect examples. So we cannot just teach the word to you and to everyone else in the kingdom of God and then don't do the things that we are telling you to do because we are Satan's target. He definitely wants us to fall prey to the very thing that we're sharing with you. So you would then say, oh, look, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Look at them. You know, they're not walking in it. It's not working for them. So why? Why should we expect that it will work for us? You see it? And so Satan right. is that kind of deceiver. He's a deceiver like that. And so here, the man of God is saying, I can't just run around teaching the word of God to you. I have to do the same thing. I have to beat my body. I have to handle my body. I have to dis discipline my body. I have yeah. to subdue my body. I have to bring my body under subjection in the same thing that I'm saying to you. So I can't tell you to tithe and then I do not tithe. I can't tell you to stand on the healing scriptures, but then I don't stand on the healing scriptures. Right. I cannot tell you to accept Jesus at his word, but then I don't do it. I can't tell you before you get out of bed every morning, you must, you know, see, move your lips before your hips. And then I'm not doing the same thing. That is what he's saying right here. That's right. In verse 27. So that really stuck out to me about that part right there. So many people are hung up right here. Yes. They don't they, realize that after, and they have good intentions. Yes. So that's the thing I want to bring out because 
whenever you share something for, for the good of people, which the word of God is always going to bless you. Whenever you make a sacrifice to become, see, Jesus was a sacrificial lamb. He knew what he was doing. He knew that, that, that the things that he was bringing to us is good news. It's great news. And he knew that he was going to be opposed for that. Amen. He knew it, but he was prepared. He was ready. And you must be ready. I must be ready. And so some people won't teach the gospel. They won't talk about God. They'll receive it, but then they won't share it with others. What we have to understand is Jesus said, as I have overcome the world, you overcome too. But we cannot overcome without walking in his word, without taking on what we're learning in situation, in classes like this, what we're hearing every Saturday morning in healing school, what we're hearing every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, through the teaching ministry of this ministry, what we're hearing. We have to take that. We have to walk in that. We have to make sure that we are doing the will of God. Amen. Because right. if we're not doing the will of God, Satan can overtake us. He can. He can. He can overtake us. But we must do the will of God. Amen. Do that will. Do what God is telling us to do. And we'll overcome every time. That's right. Folks. It's real simple. Take authority over your body today. You have Acts 1 and 8 again. But you shall receive power. One of the things that power is there for us, you take authority over your own body. Don't let sickness, disease, and all these things stop you, take you out. Don't do that. You mean to tell me I have something to do with that? Yes. Yes, you do. Do you see what I'm saying to you here? This is so powerful. Today really is your day. But do you believe it? Now, if you believe it, do something you could not do before. Somebody said, well, you, well, you haven't prayed for us yet. Listen. Jesus did not go around praying for the sick. You can't find one scripture in the Bible where he did. None. He took authority over what was. That infirmity was there. He took authority over it. He didn't go pray about it. Somebody said, well, well, uh, uh, Jesus wept. Jesus wept because Lazarus was dead. No, he didn't. He wept because they saw him do miracle after miracle, and they still was in doubt. And that broke Jesus' heart. He didn't cry because Lazarus was dead. Why? What was the end game there? Didn't he call Lazarus back from the dead? No sense in crying because he's dead and you're going to raise him up. Do you see that? No, 
I'm telling you, Jesus said, the works that I do show you do. Didn't he say that? Yes. 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 So why tell me, you, the works that he do show we do and greater works if it's not true? We know he's not a liar. But wait a minute. We can do these things, can't we? I said, Amen. can't we? Show you Amen. can. But religion tell you, well, you know, no, it's not possible. Folks, why keep saying Jesus is my Lord, but you won't do a thing that he say? Hmm? Think about that.